have you guys gone to see the giant dick iceberg that's apparently floating towards Newfoundland? <laughs> no, I no. literally was just in Dildo, uh. where the giant dick iceberg is going, and I have not, I didn't see it. I also heard that it broke, um, but no. I also like to note that the bay it is in is in Conception Bay. For anyone listening, this is not a bit. This is like a legit thing that's happening. (laughs) I wonder if it will make it to Spread Eagle, the town that is southwest of Dildo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am Sophie, and today I am 2% COVID, (laughs) but also a different 2% of me has been genetically recombined with a bird that also has a superpower, and that bird is a midlight coffin ostrich. Wow. <laughs> the superpower of midlight. Uh, I was like, that's what? Yep. I didn't listen. Yeah. I'm just reading what it says. I don't know what that superpower is other than the one I already have, which is reading too closely into world building. <laughs> and I do want to be clear. It's coffin, like a dead person and not, not coughing like covid but i'm like also what you're doing, doing. That. yeah i so uh, those are why it's two different two percents because i can do both be. right now get you a girl who can do both <laughs> classic a coffin ostrich is just like a weird shape it's really concerning honestly yeah. anyway who are you guys well, I'm not coughing, but uh, my name's Sam, <laughs> and today I am 2% a flaming maple bird of paradise. Wow. Wow. A maple bird of paradise. I mean, yeah. a flaming, flaming bird of paradise is pretty apropos. Honestly. And a flaming maple bird of paradise. Out wow. Of spice. I am imagining that you're a bird of paradise, but just in shades of like tan. I love that. <laughs> But there's got to be like one like real bright patch or something. Yeah, like red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like a maple yeah leaf, for the right? maple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got a maple leaf pattern on your mm-hmm. the inside of your mouth or something. something <laughs> I just weird. realized how tired I am because I was like the tan is for the maple. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. The red is for the flame. Anyway, who's the last person? <laughs> me. I'm here. My name is Hannah, and two percent of me. My jeans today are uh-huh. time traveling swamp tit. Okay. Uh huh. I want to be a time traveling swamp tit. I feel tit. like a swamp tit is just what happens in the summer, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think a swamp tit is an actual bird, but I is it? could be wrong. No, I think I'm thinking of a swamp wren. Anyway. Marsh tit. Also, don't Google swamp tit. <laughs> What's the first part? Time traveling? Wow. Time traveling, yeah. You can go to any time of the worst parts of the year. (laughs) Yeah, wherever I go, it's going to be way too hot for whatever bra I'm wearing. (laughs) Yeah, damn. Are you sure it's a superpower and not a curse? Six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. I almost said six of one, twelve of the other, which is not. (laughs) (laughs) Not how it goes. Not it. We're doing great today. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, the reason we are partially birds is because we're reading Maximum Ride. Uh, I was going to say as always, but we haven't always been reading Maximum Ride, (laughs) even though it feels like it sometimes. It does feel like it. But how about you guys tell us what happened in the chapters that we read this week? So chapter 45 brings us back to the Angel and Jeb reunion that Angel wants absolutely nothing to do with. Jeb tries to coax her into eating and Angel refuses and he tries to do some more sweet talking in attempts to convince Angel that everything being done to her is for the greater good, but Angel wants nothing to do with that. One key thing to take from this chapter, though, which I think we've discussed before, but reminder to all, Angel the mind reader cannot read Jeb's mind at all. Angel exclaims she hates Jeb, and then chapter 46 does a 180 and brings us back to Max, Dr. Martinez, and Ella baking cookies and Max getting <laughs> high off the fumes, which is just like an emotional tornado going on. Anyways, but the happy vibes die quickly as Max has to tell Ella she's leaving the next day, which Ella tells her she can't as she's basically become her cousin or sister, whichever you prefer. The chapter ends with Max reflecting on Jeb's wisdom that decision should be made with the brain and not emotions, which but I also don't think it's so black and white, though it's always a good idea not to make a life-changing decision while angry. <laughs> Trust me. Oh. Nudge is in denial that the rest of the flock is dead, which is kind of good because they actually aren't. But she's lying on the floor of their cave having a quiet crisis when Fang returns with some food. And because Fang is a big brother, he tells her that it's a raw rat to gross her out before offering her kebabs instead. They start to (laughs) triage their options for like what they're going to do next. But then Fang breaks off mid-sentence, staring intently at some large flying blobs in the distance. And Nudge, bless her heart, has absolutely no idea what could possibly be going on until Iggy and the gas man land on the ledge beside them. And then we're back to Max in chapter 48. Her morning departure is full of extremely awkward but like heartfelt goodbyes with Ella and Dr. Martinez. And she shows off her wings a little as she takes off with a running start and a jump. And then she's on her way to find Nudge and Fang and resume the rescue mission. Thus ending part two of this book. Wow. It's such perfect timing. We planned it for sure. Uh Uh-huh. It's no longer Hotel California, sort of. I don't remember what part three is, but stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, wow, big reveal. Jeb is back. Badder than ever. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't understand any of his sort of choices. No. For why he's come back and been like, anyway, I'm going to pretend like they'll still like me. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like he shows up and he's playing like a good cop to Angel, his child, who he abandoned, let get captured and put in a cave and experimented upon. No, it is very much like a man (laughs) to think that he is so special that a child would forgive him of all of those sins that he's created and just instantly jump into his arms. Yeah, and he does do the thing where he's like, oh, well, I'm just like a lot smarter than you. You don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. Which I remember now. I hate about him. (laughs) Yeah. Jeb definitely thinks he's the main character of this book. Yeah. Like, it's all about him. I don't think he has considered that Angel has, you know, opinions. Yep. Or is doing anything other than being, like, childish about... Like, that the only reason she isn't talking to him or that she's mad at him is because he left her? You know, yeah. like like that she isn't capable of like yeah. something deeper than that. Yeah. And not understanding the deep betrayal that yeah. he's committed. Like <laughs> yeah. Jeb is deeply underestimating. <laughs> yeah. Angel's like emotional depth. <laughs> 
Yeah, and her like intellect, oh, which yeah. to be yeah. fair, is extremely advanced. Like she mm. is seven. She is not acting like yeah. a seven year old in these chapters. I mean, I do like that she like really channels her inner bitchy Max in this yeah. chapter. Like, I really do appreciate that, but it still feels like a little more advanced than I would expect from a seven-year-old. Granted, Angel can read minds, has been experimented on and traumatized and tortured. Like, I I, I know she's not a regular seven-year-old <laughs> Yeah, before anyone comes for me. But, but still. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that we've talked about this, but I guess if we have to come to terms with the fact that being an eraser prematurely ages true then maybe these kids are actually prematurely aging also yeah although i feel like the other five yes the other five are all kind of developmentally what i would expect but are they is max 16 or 17 but with the like traumatized neglected child (laughs) version you know yeah. Which brings her closer to 14, but also she's older, technically, you know. Isn't she 14? Right, but is she actually 16 or 17? But the neglect and trauma brings her closer to 14, you know? Is that where we're working? Listen, I have taught kids from 4 to 16 for a good chunk of my life. Yeah. I taught tennis for like 7 years. And... None of these children acting the age they are. Like, I keep... the Like, my reference when I'm reading this book is, like, I think, okay, the six-year-olds I taught, none of them are like this. The ten-year-olds I taught, like, nothing. Okay. Like, Max, I would say, is actually pretty close to 14. Like, when I'm reading it, I'm in her thing. Like, that is how the teenagers act. The rest of them, they all are, like, way above their age. Even Nudge, because she's supposed to be, like, eight, right? No, no she's 11. 11 yeah oh she's 11 okay gas man's eight gas man's eight okay i should write this down jeez although maybe angel because we think angel is the only one who was actually genetically modified yeah before birth yeah yeah yes so maybe angel is just actually older <laughs> i i genuinely think she is like i Every time, even when I was reading this chapter, I was just like, this is not how a six-year-old acts. Not even close (laughs) at all. She forms these full coherent thoughts. Like we've said, she has emotional intelligence. Not that six-year-olds are incapable of that. It's Mm -hmm. just... Not to this level. (laughs) Not to this level. And I have a very large sample size to base that off of. (laughs) So, like the main age range I taught tennis to was four to six-year-olds. So... Oh my god. Can they learn? Yeah. Tennis? you can it's called oh. le petit tennis oh le petit but yeah angel unlike any of the six-year-olds i ever taught i mean one of the ways in which angel is even more advanced than me a full adult i would say is that she is hungry and someone puts food in front of her and she has the self-control to not eat it <laughs> <laughs> which is not something that i am capable of yeah, but you didn't have it given to you by the guy who... That's a good point. ...was your dad, but also experimented on you, and then died, and then undied, and then is experimenting <laughs> on you again. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can see how that might change your perspective. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Did any of you get excited that he said how many calories <laughs> Angel eats in a day? I yeah. did. Yeah. So he, like, confirms that... 
Angel at six years old should be getting about 3,000 calories a day as a bird kid, which is a lot because an adult human probably is like 2,000 or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, average, I think. I think average, yeah. But I did look up how many calories a child needs because I think kids need more calories when they're like teenagers. Yeah. Than adults. Right, but mm-hmm. like kid kids don't really need usually a child of like seven. I, it's weird to look up how many calories humans need because it's all obviously depends on the person. <laughs> but I think kids roughly need like sixteen hundred calories at that age. But also, so boys entering yeah. puberty or girls and like just kids entering puberty need up to three thousand calories a day. Oh, so it's not that wild that a kid will be eating or need 3000 calories a day <laughs> as they're growing. If this was supposed to be like a wow, that's so high kind of number. It's like, well, yeah. it's not not that high. <laughs> but when she goes through puberty, is she then going to need like 6000? 6, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet Fang and Iggy eat so much. <laughs> so much. Yeah. So much. As like pubescent boys oh my god yeah given their state and how they were living and everything did they even have enough resources to get that many calories that's why they just have to eat pasta <laughs> i guess yeah i mean yeah eat a bunch of cans of chef boy or d that'll do it <laughs> yeah yeah or yeah. er, it did sort of sound like they just graze constantly on like yeah which makes high sense. carb food which yeah yeah i would also do in that position yeah. That's what I did yesterday, and then at 6 p.m. I felt like garbage. <laughs> yeah, I did look up what a hawk needs. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, again, it's weird because hawks are not people-sized. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you look at it as, like, percent of body weight, humans in a day average about, like, 2 to 3% of their body weight in food, or, like, 1 to 3% in a day. Whereas hawks will eat like 12 to 15% of their body weight in Dang. a single day. Dang. So Angel's definitely closer to the human side of things. But. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense that yeah. they have a much higher uh, metabolism or yeah. sleep requirement as yeah. 2% bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Still seems like it should be more than 2%. <laughs> the amount of bird they have in them they have so many bird traits <laughs> yeah, yeah they sure do they sure do i'm really stuck on whether or not max and fang need to eat like six thousand calories i bet they do it's a lot I feel like they I have bet they to do. yeah 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 <laughs> it's like stuck in my brain at the moment yeah maybe we'll get hungry all later. the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing i thought was really interesting about this chapter is we get Angel's first confirmed words in captivity, which uh-huh. I've been keeping track of. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are. But the first thing she says on the page since she's been captured was, sure. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Because right? it was so Max. <laughs> yeah. So Max. Oh, I was, and it's also, that was a, at the moment I was also like a six-year-old would say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Angel emulating the traits of like her like big sister who she idolizes yeah is like seems very developmentally appropriate yeah plays off of angel almost 
doesn't seem to like fully have her own opinion about Jeb, but she knows exactly how Max will feel about it. Yeah. Yep. And so that is so good that that's why she becomes Max. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I know exactly what Max will do in this situation. So I wonder if Angel really has like a fully formed personality of her own. Because since she was like an infant, she has been mind reading everyone around mm, her. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like I would wonder, I mean, I guess every child to an extent mirrors the personality of their caretakers, right? Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if it would be elevated in Angel because she spent so much time in other people's thoughts that like it might be hard for her to have her own. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that this moment could be happening because she can't get in Jeb's head. Yeah. You know, so she's like, okay, wait, I have to fall back on somebody else a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have enough information to make nope. any conclusions, <laughs> <No>. but an <laughs> interesting nope. point. Yeah, also, I don't know why he shows up now, you know? No. And not before. It's very confusing. Like, maybe, did he know that she was there before? Did he only just find out? Yeah, like, maybe they were waiting to, like, oh, we don't want them to her to know you're here kind of thing. Yeah. but Or was it his idea to, like, wait until she needed, like, a savior and then to swoop in and try to, you know, give her food and say comforting things and try to, like, sway her to like yeah. him again? Luckily, she's smart enough not to fall for it, but... Yeah, or uh, there's something about how Jeb is kind of working against... The majority of the scientists like he's trying to undermine them yeah or they're trying to undermine him a little bit because he is kind of pushing to be like no treat them like they're sentient and but not like you imagine yeah but not like in the way of like and don't torture them but like stop underestimating them in that kind of way you know oh my god just a different flavor of shit yeah like still experiment on them but Make sure you give them 3,000 calories while you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so cool. So cool. (laughs) So cool. Angel hates him, which I think is a good choice. I really wanted to know why she can't read his thoughts yet, but I guess we'll get that later. (laughs) We'll find out in a future chapter. I feel like that's going to be a long haul answer. I feel like we're going to be waiting for a while. Yeah. yeah. But I will I would love to be surprised. <laughs> I would love to know earlier. That would be mm-hmm. great. Mhm. Anyway, should we <sighs> Yes. <laughs> go yep. make some cookies. I want a cookie so bad. Right Me now, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Max is in heaven making homemade cookies for the first time. Mhm. And I'm like, man. <laughs> I've been eating, I ate a lot of Craig's cookies last week because my friend was here. The best cookies! And it's all I could think about while (laughs) reading this chapter. Dang. They are the best cookies ever made. Sorry, Dr. Martinez. Craig's cookies is better. (laughs) But since since her cookies made me think about those cookies, I'm believing her cookies are on par. I respect that. Damn. Yeah. I believe it. Dr. Martinez can do no wrong 
apparently, yeah. thus far. She, <laughs> she she did wrong previously, but at the moment, she's doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, and we technically don't know about that yet. Nope. I also can't take these chapters seriously anymore because the amount of foreshadowing and everything uh, I in know. it, and now knowing yeah. it, is like, it kind of ruined this, not ruined it, but like, the comments were like, Ella's like, well, you're like my sister or cousin. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Martinez is like, just like a real mom, but she's even better, unlike any other parent Max I'd ever oh. heard of. It's like, okay, first of all, where have you heard of a parent? Like, TV? Yeah. Were there good parents <laughs> on TV in 2004? I don't think so. I think okay. it was mostly bad parents. Yeah. But did you catch, at the very beginning of this chapter, Max uh. says, to make my Mayberry holiday complete? Yeah, what was that? I don't know what okay. that means. <laughs> I had to... I think i know what it is but i had to do some sleuthing okay (laughs) okay mayberry north carolina is a (laughs) fictional town from the andy griffith show which was like one of the most popular sitcoms that ran from like 1960 to 19 the mid 1970s oh and it was like number one show for that period of time which i'm assuming maybe was either reruns they would get on tv or because of the time period and the age of the scientists maybe it was something they thought about a lot or talked about but the i think what it is is that the whole idea of the show is to like make you feel nostalgic for like the 1930s like the the show was filmed in the 60s the 50s and 60s but it is like made to be nostalgic for the 30s which is very you know nuclear family yeah mom making home yeah yeah and so again i haven't seen any of the andy (laughs) griffith show and this is just from looking up mayberry (laughs) Uh, but this seemed like the biggest hit uh, the only hit really and so that's what i think she's getting at here <laughs> that's such an old man james patterson thing i was do. gonna say <laughs> yeah. it's 100 i'm trying to frame it as like why does it make sense in the context but i'm like but it is just james patterson <laughs> yeah he's like this is a cultural reference that we can all appreciate yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was okay. like, I mean, maybe if you had referenced I Love Lucy, that would have been, yeah. that one had a, li- a little bit more holding power. Yeah. But I guess the Andy Griffith show, like, is talked about, like, it is referenced in a lot of other TV shows, like, apparently oh. referring to Mayberry, as in the town from the Andy Griffith show, like, happens in, like, Cheers and House and Supernatural and How I Met oh. Your Mother. So, like, it is known... <laughs> And it could uh-huh. also just be a Canadian thing that we don't know about it. Perhaps. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So. Something yeah, something about our demographic did not nope. <laughs> lend us to knowing this reference. <laughs> nope. Huh. So anyway, that's okay, what I think Max know. means by to make my Mayberry holiday complete. You went to this little nostalgia town for something that doesn't exist, but you're still nostalgic for it. <laughs> I believe that. I, I think honestly, I just like I looked at that. And, like, thought about it a bit, and I was like, maybe they're in a town called that right now, or maybe it's a pop culture thing, and then I distinctly decided, I don't care, and I moved on. (laughs) (laughs) 
I cared. <laughs> I was like, this is not worth looking up, but I'm glad you looked it up because that was a better answer than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, kind of interesting, right? Well, in keeping with the like 1930s theme, Max is like enjoying the hell out of making these cookies. And she makes a mental note to herself to teach Nudge and Angel how to bake cookies. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what about the boys, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, Max. Excuse me. Listen, I am all for, you know, like modern feminism empowerment, meaning that you could be a 1950s housewife if you want to be. Yeah. And that, yeah, maybe you could be like, wow. As a woman, I want the experience of making cookies with my pseudo children. Yeah. (laughs) Or my Uh family, who are also women. And it's like, okay, yeah, for sure. But also, Max. (laughs) Yeah, like you're trying to tell me Iggy, the guy who cooks breakfast, and Gasman, the sunshine eight-year-old, don't want to know how to make cookies? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Come on. Why not with your whole family? Right. (laughs) Make it like a family activity. You can show Fang up because he doesn't know how to make cookies and now you know how to make cookies. Yeah. Is this going to be while Fang like goes out in his duster <laughs> jacket and hat to go to the office? Oh, and I was come back. he goes to chop wood. <laughs> <laughs> the most masculine thing you can do is go out to chop wood. <laughs> yeah. No, Fang has to go into the office to work. Oh, okay. Right. Provide yeah. for the family. Provide for the family. Mm-hmm. Anyway anyway it's fine (laughs) because i feel like i've been trying to give the benefit of the doubt to all of the like casually kind of sexist things that have been happening and i'm Uh but this one i i feel is mostly just like yeah it's just straight up like yeah the boys don't want to bake it's like yeah like part of me is like okay i kind of get it like they've made it clear that one thing that they all kind of secretly want deep down inside is a normal mm-hmm. family life. And the only way they can compare that to anything is like what they've seen on TV, which is going to be like very heteronormative. Yeah. Like whatever the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's like you have been living your life outside of any of that. Right. And you like, yeah, it has been said that Iggy likes to cook. So why not? have her thought here be like gosh wouldn't it be great to show my whole family how to make chocolate chip cookies yeah yes i'm also like a little surprised given that we know they have the internet and it's not like they go to school like why have they not looked up how to cook things well they'd have to get ingredients right yeah but they get other food they clearly have no problem like going out and stealing food yeah so they could just like like steal food (laughs) or dumpster dive behind a bakery i don't know yeah right because they steal stuff that can still be good even after it's been thrown out yeah and so i feel like you can't really steal like flour like people aren't gonna throw out a bag of flour that's fair yeah maybe they've been making those like tube cookies Mm. Uh uh-huh oh i almost bought some of those the other day i went to the grocery store while i was hungry which is always a mistake that is a mistake we need to stop talking about cookies or else we're gonna end this podcast just to go get cookies yeah (laughs) let's wrap this up so i can go raid my kitchen (laughs) anyway let's talk about the next ella chapter how about that yeah and uh, And then we can go back to and we'll go back to the nudge and fang Yeah. yeah 
This chapter is also extremely short, and I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, but it is the lead up into the next part of the book, because <laughs> finally Max is on her way again. Oh my god, it finally. It took so long. It Even though so I don't long. think it actually took that long, it just feels like it, it took was that still, long. It was like three days. I think it took one day. <laughs> well, she, But she slept over twice. Yeah. It was, it was definitely two nights, three days, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like first thing in the morning on the third day. And the second day is when she got shot and arrived. So she slept over at Ella's house twice. Right. So she got shot on the first day. <laughs> arrived at Ella's at night because it was dark. Yeah. Slept, went to the vet office. Slept. And then now first thing in the morning, she heads out. Yeah, I guess it just seems longer because it has been like 20 fucking chapters. Yep. <laughs> yep, which is like a lot of episodes. Sure is. So many episodes. This podcast has just been Max at Ella's house. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I do have like a very important <laughs> note to point out in this chapter. Uh-huh. And it's that Max has a hard time expressing her emotions. Unsurprising. Yes. And then says, how's that for eloquent, huh? I sounded like Tarzan. When yeah! ex- when explicitly, <laughs> like six chapters ago, Nudge has no idea what Tarzan is. Well, I think it was a few chapters ago she doesn't know why she yells Tarzan, right? She's, I'm pretty sure she says whatever that means. So she doesn't know what Tarzan means. I interpreted that as like she like jumps off a cliff or whatever it was and yells Tarzan, which is not like a thing that Tarzan ever does. Exactly. But like between that and this, I would believe that they have probably seen like an old Tarzan show and see him like swinging around or whatever. And they're like, yeah, Tarzan. See, this is my interpretation was that (laughs) Nudge was yelling it because she knew Tarzan was something. but She doesn't know what. And so she yelled it as she jumped off to take off. But explicitly, Max has seen Tarzan. (laughs) Ah. So Max Max hasn't let Nudge watch Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) It's like how my parents wouldn't let me watch Pokemon when I was little because it was too violent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Those Pokemons are dying. Well, they got in fights all the time. Again, I feel like the most logical explanation is that none of them have seen Tarzan, but they've just picked it up from context clues. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Once again. (laughs) Like their baseball references and their Andy Griffiths show, Mayberry. Yeah, I appreciate this. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's actually really good writing. Who knows? <laughs> Could be. I bet they like, I mean, we know they have the internet. I bet they don't have like cable or anything though. They just have like a random assortment of VHSs that they yeah. pulled out of like dumpsters and stuff like that, which is yeah. probably why they're. They, they probably also have what I had growing up, which is you just have your little rabbit ears and you just have ah. to try and get them to connect to one of the four Quebec channels. <laughs> oh, sure. And then you watch whatever is on. <laughs> Téléfoncé. <laughs> Telefrancais. <laughs> we didn't have Telefrancais. Oh no, I guess it was all just... All of it is Telefrancais. <laughs> the two. Yeah, we had the one, I think, English channel that we could watch. Did you have the Je suis un nanana? Je suis yeah. le nanana. <laughs> yeah, it was just every day. Anyway, I thought it was fun that she shows off to ella and yeah. martinez like oh here you've taken care of me check out me taking off <laughs> yeah i feel like it's a it's like a good little character moment right yeah or it's like 
she might be like kind of out of her depth and having all of these weird emotions about having a semi-domestic life. Yeah. But I feel like Max is like a bit of a showboat. Just exactly. like at the core of her, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. She can't resist it. And it's like really nice that despite maybe what we will learn eventually at some point, <laughs> uh-huh. like the especially because these chapters have right, they're happening in between chapters of the other characters despite how yes. we're talking about it yeah and so like as a counterpoint to like jeb being like whatever you're only yeah. here for us to exploit like to have yeah. ella and dr martinez just like experience max's situation with like wonder mm-hmm. is pretty nice you know like wow mm-hmm. this incredible thing exists amazing yeah. Yeah. And not trying to pick it apart. Yeah. Is yeah. good for Max, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, it agree. feels like they all, like, improved each other's lives, the three of them. Yeah. Which is just nice. I don't know. I got, like, really emotional about all of these chapters, honestly. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, no, again, this section with Dr. Martinez, literally the part that made me push to, for us to do this book. <laughs> okay, I was thinking, like, while I was reading these, because there's so much of children being horrifically traumatized, I was like, mm-hmm. why did we choose to read these books? Because I remembered that there was actual attempts for science. Yeah. And there were moments, like, I had remembered the moment where there was the x-ray of Max's wing. Oh, okay. And I was like, we haven't done a book where they actually, like, explain or look at specifics in this kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought it was a good one. And I think it's a good counterpoint to the other ones. Yeah. I agree. Even with all the child trauma. (laughs) We also haven't had a book that so variably showcases the way that trauma can impact the development of a child's emotional life. Yeah. So that's good to explore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Before we were just exploring how Aragon was just the traumatized in the one way. The one way. <laughs> just one yeah. child being traumatized. And now we have six of them all reacting slightly differently to the yeah. same trauma. <laughs> exactly. Thrilling and exciting. Uh, <laughs> exciting stuff. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Should we talk about the Nudge and Fang chapter? We should. We should. Yeah. Oh my god. The the thing that made me the most emotional about all of these chapters was Nudge like sitting quietly in the cave by herself, quote unquote, realizing that of all of the like things that she ever thought she wanted or needed in life, like all of the nice things and like having clothes and having enough food, like all she really needed was a place where the erasers can't get her. Yeah. And I was like, that's so rough. Like that yep. was that was really hard to read. That's like a kid in yeah. like on the brink of just completely losing everything. Because the previous chapter, I think, with them was the one where she's like, Well, I guess all of my family's dead. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look out for myself. Like if yeah. someone was gonna have to die, at least it was Angel and not Max, you know, like like yeah. that train of thought and then this one here where it's like oh you don't need your stuff or your parents all you really need is to be where the erasers can't get you and it's like oh god nudge is really going through it just having a rough time like really rough understandable yeah let's be very clear about that she is completely like and as far as she's aware everybody else has been confirmed dead 
by yeah. the erasers and they just narrowly escaped from the erasers so she's yeah. like full survival mode but like god damn somebody yeah. give that girl a hug like kind of wild that fang or no like they haven't had a conversation until now about everyone else being dead yeah like it sort of seems like they have gotten away they're resting like they thought there was a helicopter flying around fang left comes back and it's like okay at no point did you have a conversation about maybe to confirm with each other that it's probably not everyone else is dead you know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like fang is definitely not the type to initiate a conversation until he's had time to think about it beforehand yeah but still uh, buddy considering nudge is always talking you'd think she yeah. would have talked about it already <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah pretty rough that she also just immediately believes the erasers that everyone yeah. else is dead like again the kind of underlying trauma <laughs> yeah where she's like, it's the worst thing that can possibly happen, so as soon as someone suggests that that's the case, she believes it. Yeah. But it's okay, because everybody shows up. Yeah. One fa- <laughs> I love Fang's, like, big brother prank. I thought that was really cute. It was very cute. Yeah, like, he comes back and he's like, yeah, I brought you a raw rat. He, like, pulls something out of his pocket. Nudge doesn't see what it is or what it is. Yeah, takes a big bite, like chews really loudly, and Nudge is like, "Oh my god, that's disgusting! How could you do that?" (laughs) And then he gives her, he gives her barbecued vegetables. (laughs) Yeah. Again, nothing in the way Fang is acting leads me to understand why even his like family members thinks he's like standoffish and not a team player. Yeah. yeah, like he's so aware of what other people around him need. It seems like one of those things that it would be like more believable if people were like, yeah, Fang, he always acted so cool and standoffish. But, you know, we all knew his, fa- yeah. his family that like he was going to take care of everybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Nudge is convinced that he's going to abandon her at the slightest provocation. <laughs> yeah. Which again, possibly just a Nudge trauma response. Yeah. But still, like, he's been there her whole life. She should probably yeah. have some idea that, like, he cares. He also is extremely pragmatic. Yeah. And Nudge is very emotional, mm. so maybe she doesn't quite get it, but, like... They should help even each other out, you would think. You would think. You would think. <laughs> like, Fang does pretty much expressly say, you know, Angel's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, he does say that. I so... was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I reread that like three times because he's like, well, we knew they had Angel. That's probably all over by now. It's like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. No, he just like straight up believes she's dead. Yeah. I Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, I guess don't spare Nudge if you do think she's dead, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it is probably better if Angel was dead for sure. Be like, listen, don't hope that she's yeah. not. But yeah. <laughs> But still, maybe that's why they haven't had a conversation yet, because Fang had to prepare to <laughs> yeah, tell her that Angel's like, dead. Well, because he's like, well, we don't know that the, like, how would the Erasers know Max was dead? And we don't even know where Max is. But yeah. Angel is probably dead. Yeah, Angel <laughs> for sure dead. dead. Angel's for sure dead. But like, Max, <laughs> maybe not. It's like, that's, I don't, I, okay. It's also funny that Nudge apparently can't recognize two bird kids. 
flying in. There is not a single thought in her head. <laughs> no, she is having a rough go of it. I feel like she just like doesn't, I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound bad, but like, I feel like she doesn't think about things. She mm. just observes things and takes everything at face value. Yeah, yeah. fair. Much like but, me. Yeah. I mean, same, yeah. <laughs> I am pretty convinced at this point that Nudge has ADHD. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I know, she just like, even in the act of talking about the rest of their flock mates, yeah. and Fang looking out at what turns out to be Iggy, so it ends up being Iggy and Gasman. And even while all of these context clues are around her, she's like, huh, those are some hawks. Those are some big hawks out there. Weird. Well, wow, they're so awkward. <laughs> Yeah. Giant oh. eagles. They're so awkward. Yeah. Fang signals to them in a way that we all assume, like, we have to assume is a way they signal to each other in other ways. Yeah. Since yeah, he uses a They mirror. respond to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still like, gosh, wild. What if it's flying erasers? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I think that's a valid concern. I think there are flying erasers later I... in oh, this it... book. Are there really? Oh my God. Yeah. No. That's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Ugh. I'm pretty sure they have erasers with wings. This, of course they do. I remember this as well. Yeah. Are they also wolves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With wings? Yep. Yes. Yep. Jeez. Because they have to keep studying the bird kids, but apparently not enough to not just make flying erasers. Oh my god. They were like, well, it worked well, when we put wings on humans. What if we put them on humans that were already turned into yeah. werewolves? Now they're only 94. Nope. That's the wrong math. <laughs> 96%. I mean, maybe they were 4% wolf. Oh, could be the correct math. Oh, that's a good point. They might also be part snake, remember, with their oh, yes, drop with down the... fangs. Oh, yes. And part oh. bacteria. Never forget. <laughs> Never remember. <laughs> Never, Never remember. remember. <laughs> Proving once again why Iggy is like Loki, my favorite character. They like show up. Nudge is. So happy she could hardly believe it. And all she can think to say is, you aren't dead. And Iggy says irritably, no, you aren't dead either. How about just hello? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> He's such a little shit. <laughs> was that necessary? No. No, but he's no, gonna. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but he's 14. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> I also, I'm choosing to believe that the reason they found them so easily is because they're really just all locked on to that visual directional thing birds could do and that they all just went in a direct straight line in the direction they were going. (laughs) Probably. I was wondering how they found them, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe they saw Fang flying around. They were like, Mm. oh, it's Fang. Yeah. (laughs) Because everybody other than Nudge. Yeah. can recognize each other in the air oh poor nudge <laughs> she's just not paying attention she's doing her best i mean she she has a lot going on yeah she's just she's going through a lot guys she's just kind of like me right now just no thoughts just vibes yeah it's bad vibes <laughs> extremely bad yeah. vibes. extremely bad vibes and bad thoughts Lots. bad thoughts bad vibes good vegetables bad thoughts, bad though vibes. Yeah, I am trying to, like, is this the moment where she becomes vegetarian or was she already vegetarian? Well, we decided she was vegetarian when she ate fast food salad for breakfast. Right. Okay. Okay, I don't think she has announced yet that she is not going to eat meat anymore. Oh my god, but she 
Fang noticed that she Fang only noticed. wanted salad, and so now I he's know. like, anyway, I brought you just vegetables. I know. <laughs> wow, Fang's so great. <laughs> Fang, Fang is, like, so considerate. So considerate. What a guy. He's such a, a good boy. I am slightly worried now that we know the caloric intake that they need that Nudge is not getting enough yeah honestly (laughs) i'm really worried about it especially when my thought was like a kebab is peppers onion maybe mushroom i'm like get some potatoes in that girl there's no calories (laughs) like there's no calories there yeah nutrients good nutrients yeah yeah but super healthy the caloric intake is not high enough for what she needs. Yeah. No, really. if we assume that she is like pubescent bird kid and therefore yeah. needs 6,000 calories, one yeah. serving right of roasted vegetables of is not going to do it. No. no. No, someone get this girl like <laughs> some heavy cream. Yeah. <laughs> some chickpeas. <laughs> yeah. Chickpeas, really. Beans. A bunch of cheese. A grilled what? cheese sandwich. A mm-hmm. grilled cheese sandwich with some avocado in it. There you yeah, go. Those are needs. just really easy to get from the yeah. campground. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. I am worried about the campers that they stole all this food from. Yeah. <laughs> actually, because they're like, haha, we took it from some campers. And I'm like, those campers might starve. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping they're like, if they're making kebabs with meat and vegetables, I'm hoping they're like car camping and not oh, like multi-day yeah. backpacking. Yeah, fair. So if they have to leave like half a day early, they'll be fine. That's fair. Because if they were not, if they were out like backpacking, it would be like, I stole oh, this yeah, whole pot of instant mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's the real food you eat when backpacking uh-huh. multi day. Yeah. Honestly, probably would have been better for Nudge. Yeah. But... Nudge needs some trail mix. Get that girl some trail mix. Yeah. Get her some porridge. Anyway, should we guess what happens next? Let's. Yes. Great. Okay, so we are going into part three, part which three. is called School. What could be scarier than that? Oh my god. Uh, same. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Says the student. Says the student. Okay, so chapter 49. All right, I'm going to read you uh, the first sentence, and you have to guess what's going to happen in the rest of the chapter. Yeah. Per usual. Okay. After about half an hour, I felt like I'd work most of the kinks out of my muscles. Sorry. Reading is hard. <laughs> <laughs> is that in the book or are you just saying that? The sorry reading is hard was me. <laughs> okay. okay. Everything else was the book. It's Max flying. First person, yeah. And she, mm-hmm. just, she's taking a break from flying or... Or she's like... Or she's mid Gotten in the I groove. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. she's in the groove. Good guess. Maybe yeah. she will find the other four in this chapter, but probably not. It's going to be another three chapters before <laughs> they all meet up. <laughs> probably. Maybe the beginning of chapter 50 will help you Okay. Uh, assess this. They spotted me and bright, bright goofy smiles lit the faces of the gas man Aww. and nudge. <laughs> okay. They're all finally reunited. Oh my God, I want to read the chapter now. <laughs> Guys, I don't right know if you know now. this about me. Reunions are like one of my favorite things in fiction. <laughs> when characters have been separated and then they reunite, it's always my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. You're going to actually <laughs> like these chapters, maybe. I liked the last four. That's true. To be fair. Okay, chapter 51 starts with, Okay, I said once we were high, flying with a steady rhythm. Oh, wow, that was a fast reunion, okay. (laughs) They probably 
all tag teamed, realize they've wasted enough time, and are like, Angel! And now are flying in formation back to the school to get Angel. Yes. Yeah. Good guess. Nice. Uh-huh. Nothing to add. Perfect. One more chapter, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've mentioned this, but all of us in the flock have an inborn sense of direction. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Validation. Okay. <laughs> Validation. Nice. You scienced that so good. I scienced it so good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're still flying. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <Yep>. They're navigating. <laughs> like this probably could have been combined with the other chapter knowing <laughs> <Probably>. this book. <laughs> this all sounds like it could be one chapter. Wow. Yeah. A reasonable book, but you know, wild. Wild. Well, great guesses, everyone. Thanks. Probably. Who knows? Anyway, let's talk about what else we're reading. I've had COVID, so I haven't read anything. <laughs> yeah, that's so fair. That's fair. I watched all of the TV show Willow. Oh, was um, it good? Oh. It was fun. And I think it has been... It was very fun. It was not take itself very seriously fantasy, based yeah. on, I guess, the 1980s movie. Yeah. Which was. I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know that. But the TV show was fun. Apparently, it hasn't been renewed for a second season, so I'm just sad oh. about it now. But it was oh. a good time. That's all, all right, I did. What, what did you guys read? I did not watch Willow. I finally finished Rhythm of War. <gasps> oh my god, you did it! Oh. I did it. Good it job, was Sam. clapping. Huzzah. About a week and a half ago. Wow. Because it's been a little while since we recorded. But yep. it's finished. It's done. Amazing. How does that feel? It feels good, but... I just, like, I feel like I didn't enjoy the book as much as oh. others. Like, I don't mm. know. I uh, I just don't think I was in the right mood for long fantasy. I was at the beginning of it, and then it got to the point where I just wanted to finish it, so I kind of stopped caring, and I have to find, like, a review or something of these the book, because I'm just like, I don't remember what happened in the second half. Yeah. I know, like, yeah, the fair. main things, but because it's such high fantasy, there's so many little details that I know are going to be important for the fifth book. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like re-listen to this and whatever. But it's done. I can say I did it. You did it. You did yeah. it. And we're proud of you. <laughs> Thank <so> you. <laughs> that book is thick. It is so thick. The audiobook is 54 hours or something. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, though, but it's something stupid. That sounds Yikes. right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I reading has not been a priority at the moment, so I've just mostly been listening to audiobooks. I listened to a nonfiction while doing work, which was Four Lost Cities, A Secret History of the Urban Age. Which, again, I listened to while I was working. I started reading that one. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. It has some cool points. But I listen to nonfiction while I'm working like it's a podcast. So I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. take in everything while I'm listening to Mm -hmm. it. But there were some cool points. Like, they talk about um, Pompeii, which is interesting. And they talk about uh, the Tonley Sap, which is a lake somewhere. I don't want to... This is going to be bad. I should have looked this up. But anyways, it's I did a bit of research on it in the undergrad in undergrad, so I was like, oh, that's cool, fun. But yeah, I don't mm. know. It's like it's interesting. It's like a six hour listen. And then I am still reading a marvelous light by Freya Marsk because that is an ebook, and I just haven't read a lot. To be fair, it is still April. <laughs> it's I have one day. I might be able to finish it before <laughs> I go to bed. My Kindle says I have two and a half hours left. Oof, so. Wow. 
we'll see. But I've also been diving all weekend, so (laughs) we'll see. But lastly, I am listening to These Twisted Bonds by Lexi Ryan, which is the second book in the These Hollow Vows duology. And I just have to say, this is so my shit. (laughs) The cover is, like, extremely romantic <laughs> oh man the, like i just wish it wasn't ya i've aged the character the, the female character up in my head because i can't deal with <laughs> the like 16 year old i'm like no you're not but like if she, yeah it, if the main character was like older everything exactly my <laughs> shit it's very good uh it's very much everything you want in a romantic it is very ya but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that's good. a good YA when you don't care that it's YA. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Hannah? Yeah, I am currently listening to Vengeful by Evie Schwab, which is the second yes. half of the villain's duology. That, yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how you describe that book. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. She it ha- is. She's such a wordsmith. Oh my God. I know. Like, dang, I wish I had that skill. And less wordsmithy, I'm reading Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, which is... Oh my god, it is so much hornier than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. I was shocked you were reading that. Oh my god. Yeah, I've heard it. It's so horny. (laughs) I hadn't heard much about it, but I knew it was popular. And I read a hockey romance last winter and I was like, I am so into this. But I'm like halfway (laughs) through the book and y'all, there have been like eight discreet sex scenes it's so much oh my god <laughs> that's a lot for a romance lot. even yeah oh my god it's so much just like every other chapter they're they had sex in the back of an uber while six of their friends were sitting in it with them like who does that are what? you kidding me what oh my god i was so grossed out they just no. stri- oh my god <sighs> i don't think i want to read this anymore yeah it's a lot uh yeah i don't, uh. I regret spending my money on it. (laughs) That sounds more like an erotica than a romance. Yeah. Anyway, if you want, like, an extremely sexy book that's written okay, (laughs) may I recommend this one? Otherwise, (laughs) uh, read The Villain's Duology instead. (laughs) Or because this episode is coming out in June... You could read Stone Blind, Medusa's Story by <gasps> Natalie Haynes, which is what we're going to be reading in June. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ho- hopefully it's good. We're excited about it. We are excited about it. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Tumblr. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And Sophie, who has COVID, even though we're all collectively pretending that the pandemic is over. It was enough to give me a psychotic break, if I let myself dwell on it. I am not dwelling on it. <laughs> nope, don't do that. <laughs> the number of people who were like, yeah, come into our place of business. Uh, I was like, nobody really? cares anymore. Really? I actively know that I have it. 